0: What's up? It's Stu with the Village Idiot Podcast. We got a big episode for you this week. Well, not too big, but just standard episode. You know, we're gonna go over the Masters, go over the Bears looking like teetotal shit on Monday night. We'll also cover scumbag coaches in the NCAA and how they get away with some of the stuff they do. Is it better just to own being a scumbag, or is it? Do you run from it? Which one works out the best? But yeah, we got a big episode planned for you this week. We hope you enjoy. Yo, 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 yo. Village Idiot podcast. Yeah, we're recording. You like that professional intro, guys? So yeah, yeah. Village Idiot podcast, week 17. It's a Tuesday morning after a terrible Bears loss. I know the boys are excited to shame the Bears, uh, maybe talk some Masters, all that fun stuff. Anyways, it was a big weekend in sports. Uh, we'll touch on quite a bit of it. We got the NBA draft coming up Wednesday. To my surprise, I didn't even realize that till I was like scrolling ESPN yesterday. I was like, whoa, the fucking NBA drafts Wednesday? Because usually you're seeing like workouts and all that shit. But yeah, so we'll touch on all that. How, you, how was your weekend, boys?
1: You know, it was a lot quieter than last weekend, probably for the best. Um, didn't didn't really get into dive into some some DIY projects or anything. It's just you know, did the did the Sam's Club uh, where they took half of my net income, you know, and I'm like, I don't even think we got anything. And, you know, did some did some family type of stuff and watched some you know some lousy football, and then that continued on to last night, but didn't touch the whiskey. Thought about it, but stayed. Did started with beer and went to some vodka <laughs> towards the end. Needed something a little stronger. Um, but I have my Mitchell Palooza shirt on because if there is a silver lining, it is going into a bye week. That Nick Foles, like I predicted, just like my DJ prediction, which. I did not bet enough on, like an idiot, because I knew that was a, a given. Um, but, yeah, Mitch Trubisky it should be in line. I don't even know why he wasn't playing last night. I guess that injury still His shoulder, man. is still screwed up, but they got a buy, And then they have Packers Sunday night, uh, Thanksgiving weekend, another national game. It's, I mean, it's blow it up time, but might as well throw one last Hail Mary in there, or they can go with Tyler Bray. I don't really care at this point, but I'd I'd like to see, I'd like to see Mitch one more time. And I'm going to, I'm going to check the odds on the bears to win, win it all. um, While we're on today and maybe put a little wager on that because Mitch is back
2: in, in line. We're go. Bravo. My weekend was solid. I love the Masters, So I was, Obviously enjoyed that. Happy for DJ. I've always liked him. He's an American, so that's always good. Not that I don't, you know, I I, I don't dislike a lot of the Don't European go too guys. far down the road, rabbit hole. <laughs> right. But, you know, I'm happy for DJ. He's, he's, he feels like he's been on the cusp of, of winning more than one major. So I'm glad he pulled that off. Augusta Masters is always special. So happy for him there. I think he, He's really starting to cement himself as as one of the best golfers of all time, like we kind of talked about last week. So I enjoyed that. Won a little bit of money in a Masters pool, and also hit a five game parlay with some buddies. Nice. So mm. that was that was big. We we were sweating some games out. We had a couple unders on some big uh, big ten games, and they made us sweat out to the last second, mainly Purdue Northwestern, but we we pulled it off. So. That was that was a nice hit there for us, and yeah, other than that, just uh, hung out, watched watch football.
0: No, yeah, watched it was the good weekend at the Mitchell household, probably, and took in more alcoholic beverages than I would have liked to, you know. Um, but I had to find something to do. It, it's tough because Alabama's been off for two weeks, so so you miss that game. I was itching for the Bears game last night because I didn't have anything to invest in since we went to the previous Bears game. And what a letdown that was. And I don't want to hear anybody tell me Anthony Miller's good. I don't want to hear anybody tell me <laughs> Nick Foles is good. Mitch ain't going to help what's going on there. I'll tell you what, that that offense is a fucking trash pile. And they need to fire Nagy right now. It's, it's just, that was atrocious to watch. I do have one lock. When you talk mortal luck, I would say just bears, bears under. You yeah. just been a bears under. You're that's you're you're gonna be safe. I, yeah, I don't took that. <laughs> under. It's good. What was it last night? Forty
1: line because Kirk Cousins was o for Monday night and o for three against the Bears. And they're this. They break. They're breaking new ground every week with new I, records. I almost, New records are being broken the wrong way. I almost took Cousins. Like, if there was
0: going to be a team that he broke his zero for nine streak against, who was it going to be? We all knew who it was going to be. It, like, it's it's just horrible. That offense
1: is it's so hard to watch. And he, I, think I got even money though for Kirk Cousins. Uh, it was the over was point five it was a half. Half an interception so <laughs> <over>. <laughs> like, That's that's easy money.
0: Dude, I was so pumped up at the start of the game where they got the fumble and, and yeah. that fucking uh, idiot
1: uh, Nick Foles just gives it right back. Well dude. they were like they're like, Yeah, you know, he didn't it wasn't on him, but he just drilled that pass, like like I feel like he had a little too much mustard on that pass. It was on I'd say that was on both of them. It could have been you on both, know, yeah. You're, everybody's dad
0: teaches them when it hits your hands, you catch the ball, right? And that's mm. Anthony Miller's an NFL receiver, or fucking attempting to be. Um, it hit his hands, he dropped the ball. So, He's a, Nick Foles is just, he is an NFL punt returner, apparently.
2: Did you, did
0: you not that? think he was going to drop that?
1: too? I, I knew he was going to muff that football. I was so surprised to caught it. How bears, how bears like is it? We've been talking about they should go back to Cordell Patterson uh, oh, as a as just a kick returner. He returns a kick, but he has twelve carries for thirty yards. <laughs> and they're like, looks pretty good in the run game. No, he doesn't. That was not. That's not. I heard sloppy. an analogy of
0: they said he looked like when you're playing like Madden or something in '98, and you sub out the running back mm-hmm. to put in the receiver because <laughs> you think he's faster like it that's what it looks like when he's out there he's just straight up and stiff it, it's it's just a dumpster fire up there I I am super happy they're going into a bye week though because the emotions I, I just can't take it anymore we went into Nashville yesterday to prep for it we went to 3 2 pizza got a Deep dish. My wife got a beef and a Chicago dog, and you know we did the whole bear thing. And then, yeah, it's just it's, just, it's an immediate letdown. So, um, but yeah, Masters was big this week. Uh, DJ finally got over the snide, so that was cool. um Tiger, huh? <laughs> I, I, do you guys want to go over our heroes and our nachos? Does anybody remember theirs? Mine, I know I've got yeah. Son to fall off, and he did not do so.
2: <laughs> Neither um, really
0: did the Fortelli Brothers. No.
2: I hit that one. Paul Casey, <laughs> master choke artist, does it again. I like the guy. He's a great golfer, just hits a beautiful ball, but something about when he gets in in these spotlight situations where he's leading or where he's towards the top, he finds a way to <clears throat> fumble it away. It's that's, I mean, that's
1: all you can really say. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it wasn't, like I did stupid stuff. Like I said, it was, DJ was plus 800 when I bat him and just say, put a hundred on him and get away from it. And instead I want to just sprinkle stuff all over the place and have way too much there's just overstimulation and it was very simplistic like we've been we've talked about when he's right there's nobody that can play with DJ there there really isn't maybe Rom or Chambeau, I don't know JT but they have to be as hot as they like I don't think anyone has the game that DJ has because it's it makes it look so easy, and they were talking about I, I read something about his brother, and you know how they used to make fun of him, calling him dumb and dumber and whatever, because he had his brother on, and they were immature and whatever, probably doing a lot of nose candy and up strippers and stuff. But they, he said that his, he gave his brother the task of reading the greens, and his brother said, "All right." He goes, he his brother said, "I'm an average golfer," but he's like but I had something that gave me something to do. So I just dove into being the best, you know, he said he soaked up a bunch of stuff off of Bones, uh, Phil Filmix, Old Caddy or whatever. And he said that he took it to task and that's what he does now is read greens. And you can see their interaction. But DJ, what do we know about DJ? A mental, little mental, liked a little bit too much to the party favors and couldn't putt really when it, when it came down to it. And what's he doing now? He can putt. I mean, he can putt. And he has wedges. He hits wedges when other people hit seven irons. And that's a big advantage. And like you said, I mean, I'm a big fan. I just don't know if I think that he's going to really win in the current climate. Can he win 25 more tournaments? Absolutely. Can he win 45 and make it no. a argument. No. No, I, I'm with you there. I,
0: I am interested to see if this is kind of the one that puts him over, you know, I I think everybody agrees he's the best golfer in the world right now, but there's those conversations, like you mentioned, Rom and that giant douchebag Bryson, which it was fun to watch him fail this past week. But um, yeah, I'm interested to see if like this, he can just ride this one out and just, just build that gap even more. You know that green jacket does stuff for people, so and I don't think when he's at his best, he's easily the best in the world. You know, and it, he's it's crazy because he likes to party and all this stuff, but he's kind of a boring dude. <laughs> like he doesn't really say much, but it I think I think he should embrace the party lifestyle and become like the bad boy of the tour, and where he already kind of rips cigs and all that. But you're always catching it candidly. Like, I think he should just go out there and just right after he walked off 18 should have just light up a a fucking cig and they put the green jacket on him, right? That would have been a shot right there. I would have loved to see that. Just embrace the bad boy. That's what DJ needs to do for
2: 2021. They might have not gave him the jacket if he did that. There's (laughs) probably not cigarettes allowed in Augusta. Are you kidding me? (laughs) no, oh,
1: unhel <laughs> cabrera, cabrera <laughs> i believe two jackets and smoked like eight packs around
0: <laughs> yeah yeah unhel cabrera is a cool dude too it i when i'm that age i i hope to be as
1: cool as unhel cabrera he's like <laughs> the jackie's guy of golf unhel mm-hmm. cabrera and, no no i'm sorry the, uh jimenez, no you're jimenez, jimenez. jimenez is but Cabrera is the dude that I was like, no, nah, I'd go hang out with him. Even though he's like three years older than me,
0: for sure. No, Jimenez is the guy I'm thinking of where mm-hmm. that guy's just freaking cool, man. And he, like, um,
1: he reads the putts like – just like the coolest dude <laughs> he's got a big stove lit up like they've got like a 24 year old girlfriend for sure 24 <laughs> year
0: old girlfriend and seven teslas
2: spacex flight <laughs> yeah. he's definitely dating some french gucci model or something <laughs> like that for that, sure that dude's cool as shit wonder if we can get him on
1: <laughs> even speak English? I don't know. Probably, I think he,
0: probably he probably speaks like 15 different languages. Yes, I but I, and like fluently enough to where the stuff he says is just super cool. His American or his English accent is just way cooler than what we sound like anyway. He's just a cooler version of us all, all the way around. Um. Yeah, anybody else got anything on golf on the masters or do we talk Bryson and how bad he was and doubt? Oh well.
2: I think I think <laughs> I, I touched on this too. I think I touched on this on the last show. Him testing the 48-inch driver screwed him up, I think. I don't know why he would after he won the US Open at at that hard of a course. In those conditions, Augusta's not nearly as hard of a course as um, wherever they played. I can't remember off the top of my head, Shinnecocky pop- popping in my head, but I know that's not it. Wingfoot. foot. Uh, winged foot, that's right. So I just think him tinkering and, you know, messing with that 48-inch driver so close to – the masters, he should have just waited, played the masters with the same setup he had at the U S open and then started tinkering. And again, I'm not comparing him to tiger woods in any way, but in this way, I think they're alike. I feel like they just, they're going to tinker and try to get better and never be satisfied. Same thing with tiger. I mean, the guy's changed his swing like four or five times when he was on top of the world. So I think Bryson's kind of the same way. He's just going to keep tinkering. But he was definitely not right, you know, not even close to the form he was in a couple months ago or a month ago. And I just think he was out of sync, I think, doing all that testing with that driver that he didn't even end up using. And then he comes on with the excuses like, he felt dizzy out there. Oh, I don't feel good. I'm dizzy. And, you know, maybe there was something wrong with him, but I'm not buying it. He's a, he seems like an excuse guy to me. So That's, that was my excuse. I thought it was quite funny that he said Augusta was a par 67 and he would have been well over par if it was actually a par 67. So I thought that was funny. Disrespected Augusta and Augusta kind of bit him back. But yeah, other than that, I think he'll be back, man. He's, you know, he's going to keep working at it. He's never going to be satisfied. I think he'll always be in the mix. I don't know that he'll, I think him tinkering so much will hold him back. And you could argue that it held Tiger back. Tiger probably could have won a lot more than he did, which which is wild to think about. But uh, you know, he'll be in the mix. He'll he'll keep tinkering, and but yeah, he was an epic fail this week.
0: No, the golf gods got him, and I don't. I'm like you. I don't believe shit he's saying. I, he he explained basically that he had corona, and then he just kept saying, "Well, I I, I don't." I got tested. I don't have it. <laughs> At some point, can we just say the guy's a fucking buffoon and move on? Like he won. First of all, he's on steroids. Will nobody say that either? What happens after you get rid? He's not buff anymore. He's kind of fat. <laughs> he looks like the, he looks like the high school middle linebacker who just got off steroids and decided to start drinking a whole lot of natural light. I'm just over the guy. I'm over his stupid hat, and I'm over the way he holds that putter. That is the most obnoxious. It just looks ridiculous, <laughs> the way he's just built like a tripod. I just – there's enough of Bryce. and I, I would like to see – I don't wish it upon him for his career, but I do think – because he's going to be set financially for life. He already is. So, I wouldn't mind seeing a long fall from grace and watching a 30-for-30 30 30 about this guy during quarantine decided to think he was the Elon Musk of golf and it worked out for one thing and really didn't change (laughs) shit so I think Dustin Johnson put him in his back pocket this weekend and said keep doing the roids boy I'll be doing fucking nose candy over here and I'll dust you so (laughs) that's what I think happened at the Masters yeah the uh, there
1: was a picture of A cut to him after one of the – I mean, he hit the ball. Like, they had search parties. We talked about on Friday. Like, he had some weird (laughs) places, whatever, the tributary of Rays Creek. Like, things that I had never heard before. But Faldo, I mean, can we just talk about how great, like, British and Irish golf commentators are? Like, it's just part of the whole package. A golf broadcast is one of the more impressive things that I – have ever witnessed you know i just love the comedy and it's all very subtle because you can't talk too loud and you can't you know like people are taking naps to this so i can't let's not get it too uh, but it is literally like a stand-up i mean it is a big you know it's like the old uh, kings of comedy or something and just passing the mic around mm-hmm. and whatever one after another and it's great but there was T was just hitting his head with the putter and just <laughs> chuckling. And he's, like, he's he's like, Oh I'm sorry, can you hear that on the air or something? I'm in my cause he's in his own little tent or whatever. He's like, I thought I hit the mute button. He's like, I don't he's like, This is just too it's too impressive of a you know, just it's you guy's an idiot. I love Faldo's just out
0: outward disdain for Bryson and Ship. Like, he doesn't even try to mask it. And I love that. Like, if, if anytime they cut to the dude, Faldo's chiming in on him the whole time. I, Faldo's really came out of his shell a little. And I point to the time Mickelson got on there, and it, there's just a clear, like, it's clear that Nick Faldo also hates Phil Mickelson. And ever since Mickelson got on there on the broadcast, I want to say, where was that? When they were in San Francisco, Morikawa won. And then Mickelson got up there. And then you could tell Fowler was just pissed. And I think from that time on, Fowler was like, well, he ain't taking my job. He's just become comic relief. I think he has a few Guinnesses before he gets up there, gets ripped up
2: and just picks on Bryson. And I love that. Well, Mickelson was just shitting on Faldo <laughs> during, that, during that segment. So, no, I like it, especially him and Phil would be fantastic together because they don't like each other, but then they would have to be professional. So it would just be laugh out loud, funny type stuff of them going back and forth where you can tell everybody knows they hate each other, but they're being professional about it, but they're getting their jabs in. I didn't know
1: about this beef. This is, this is good stuff. And I don't know oh, how it's do a real thing. More kind of thing, but I loved me. <laughs> like, you talk about a dude that brings it, you know, that's three they, they, he, he kind of teared up a little bit because there was the 30th uh, anniversary or whatever of um, I think the Ray Floyd win or something like that, but he went back to back. And they said there's only three people that have gone back to back in the Masters or something like that. It was like him, Tiger, and Jack. I don't know who it was, but it was three monsters. And he won three British, I believe. He won six, but it was only three and three, which I believe is what Phil has, right? Does Phil have six? Or does he have more? I don't know. But yeah. I think Phil has six. But yeah, six,
2: five or six.
1: He doesn't broadcast, though. He's never broadcast the U.S. Open. So I don't know if he's called Phil out for being a choke, like choking in the majors, but phil his most success has been in the masters and cbs doesn't have the broadcast to the u.s open um, or the british and i don't know where he would have where that beef would have come from how unless you unless the real thing is he's trying to take he thinks phil's trying to take his job which literally like you can't have too many like you got to have people from across the pond on all golf broadcasts. Otherwise the equilibrium of the universe will be off and it won't like, I don't know, but I would love to see Phil and Nico because Phil is very quick-witted, but Phil's just kind of, I don't know. Like it's almost cheesy with Phil, like his comedy sometimes I feel like. So it's not, it doesn't come off as clever. I don't think, but no, Phil's definitely a trash talker and I'm, I'm all for it. But I love me some Faldo. And Faldo used to bring it. And I thought about it before. And I thought about it th- when they did the highlight 30 years ago. And they're talking about Bernard Langer, who's just ripped and made the cut and got <laughs> like 400. But how much money could Faldo have won on the senior tour if he didn't go straight into broadcasting? Because he's been on there with, with Nance for 20 years, I would say, almost. Don't you think? Maybe more. And he won those in the they're night 30 for- years ago. Yeah. on there a while. Um, Langer,
2: Langer beat Bryson.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> and, <laughs> and last thing on Bryson, so there was a lot of funny stuff, but my favorite thing was they were interviewing John Rahm after the second round, they played together the first two rounds, and they asked the, – the interviewer asked John Rahm if he was helping look, look for Bryson's ball, and John Rahm said, which one? <laughs> <laughs> No, that was funny when he did that. Um, That that was my favorite Bryson thing from the whole week.
0: That brings up, Jeff, the thing I mentioned the other day. If, and I don't know why I had this thought, if you could cast the movie Caddyshack with real life golfers, who plays who? Uh, I mean, to me, I think Phil Mickelson has to play Chevy Chase's character. He's kind of goofy, but kind of like a, snooty dude like that's just where I put him John Daly, Daly is obviously Rodney
2: Dangerfield's character right <laughs> yeah I would say <laughs> Phil for sure is Chevy Chase maybe if you got to go with like upwardly famous golfers probably John Daly as as Rodney Dangerfield or like Pat Perez is kind of crazy too he I could, could be see there. him playing Rodney Dangerfield you know who used to be a great
1: uh who used to have the comedic like and i witnessed it in some pro-ams peter jacobson used to be the resident comedian on the tour um he is one funny he used to play with bill murray in the western open pro-am and like i said i've met i got michael jordan to sign a wheatie's box did get, grabbed my um you know, visor off my head when I was trying to give him some cheesy glossy thing that they handed out to get signed on the putting green, like Wayne Gretzky, like Ernie Banks. The 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 biggest, the biggest following was Bill Murray and Peter Jacobson because they were just literally, it was, I mean, it was intense. Like the comedy was just, who would play Bill Murray? Lanto Griffin? (laughs)
0: <laughs> i just uh, like no that problem. guy's name <laughs> I, th- I actually I, I like lanto griffin i follow him on instagram he's a pretty cool dude
1: so um but yeah i think that's enough golf talk we g- it might it might be easier to 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 re um you know recast tin cup or something like that that might actually be easier because yeah. the the uh the villain could easily be DeChambeau at the <laughs> <laughs> He can be the douche.
0: He could be anything. Like you could put him in he could play shooter McGavin. Like he he could just I be McGavin, any other. He's the villain in every yeah. I love that Shooter McGavin in real life now lives out his life as shooter McGavin. Like the actor now has just basically like he signs his credit card receipts to shoot. But <laughs> like his his Twitter hand like he doesn't have it. His Twitter is he's shooter McGavin. Like, like this is like he he's just completely eclipsed. He, he just went into another realm. I love that. I think that's hilarious. If you can you can't tell me Hollywood people aren't just
1: teetotal fucking w jobs. Fun pen, like I can see him just like didn't didn't he play Spicoli? He was in character for like six months before to pull off Spicoli or something. Yeah. Like,
0: then you get the, the
2: the what what did you call him last week? joke when Phoenix Rob. <laughs> yeah. I don't understand. Well, that's why I don't understand why people idolize these actors and actresses <laughs> and celebrities. They're all fucking weirdos. If you if you could be around them for five minutes, you'd be like, this person fucking sucks. <laughs> yeah. But yet you've got people literally going to bat for them on twitter and they they would die for them like justin bieber's got this crew beyonce's got a beehive lady gaga's got monsters it's just like how do you what do you (laughs) how can you look at yourself and how can you look at yourself in the mirror and be like i would literally die for this person (laughs) i've never met just because i like their music or i think they're a good actor
0: i don't i don't know how you conversate with like R.I.P. Heath Ledger, but is Heath Ledger considered the best actor ever? If he doesn't die, probably not. It's kind of like Nirvana and Kurt Cobain. Um, but like, so they said Heath Ledger when he was the Joker went into character for like five months, so and he you would, so he went down. You would body. call his, you call his house, and he'd be acting like the Joker, like when he'd answer the phone, like if you're in the room with your <laughs> wife or your girlfriend or. God damn it, he's acting like the Joker again. <laughs> what, what, how, how do you even go about
2: life with these people in it? <laughs> Mr. Ledger, you haven't paid your uh, mortgage in six months. And then he's just talking like he's the Joker. Why so
0: serious? <laughs> well, I damn think it.
2: That was the knock on, wasn't that the knock on
1: McConaughey for a long time? Because the, everyone thought that that was, like, he wasn't acting. And, I mean, it, in real life he pretty much isn't an actor like to be a great actor you have to be you know they couldn't people wouldn't cross over because they they're like they were typecast but like adam sandler's not a great actor but he doesn't he doesn't claim to be but adam sandler's the same you know like that's he plays one character you know but you get somebody that can do comedy and do drama like i mean like an Alec Baldwin, you know, just bringing those things out. Or even De Niro was kind of cheesy with the comedy stuff, but when he first did it, it was like, oh, that's oh, pretty good. Open, but yeah, so I definitely think that they are one of the biggest collections of nut jobs. But I know that they say that Bill Murray's a riot to hang out with Vince Vaughn. The people from Chicago, from for the most part, the actors and actresses are usually fairly normal from what, except for nobody wants to hang out with Cusack. Like he's everywhere, His sex sucks, but he's always out, you know, like hanging out and yeah. You, know, you can tell that that he's a weirdo because he hangs out with Eddie Vedder all the time, and Eddie Vedder is just a weirdo, known weirdo, yeah. known weirdo Eddie Vedder. So
0: NBA draft tomorrow night. Anybody got any high hopes for that? What? It, I just well, I, I mean,
1: my, 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 my everything I read says that Anthony Edwards and that. Lamar, Lamalo, LaMelo is going to drop out of the top three now um, so I just cashed out and lost $17 <laughs> this morning because I had t- took LaMelo to be the number one pick at like even money or whatever um, but I do I think that the the kid from uh, Memphis is an interesting prospect and then obviously LaMelo the dumpster fire that is the ball family um, Stu, big big fan of him they say that he could drop to the Bulls now possibly um, but yeah I like to see the pro potential of the kid from Georgia because I think he's pretty good. Um, but other than that, it's a lot of fuzzy foreigners, I believe, so not a lot of, not. A, I don't have a lot of insight or tape or scouting hours logged on those guys. So maybe you would take over, Rob.
2: Well, because of COVID, we weren't allowed to send our scouts yeah. overseas to get our international scouting in. So I we, we really- The scouting budget went down. <laughs> yeah we had to we had to extra scouting budget watched a no, lot I mean, of grainy youtube footage <laughs> i think maybe lamella will slide all the way to the knicks at eight but i doubt it the knicks speaking of foreigners they have the knicks drafting somebody's from france so i'm sure that would go great
0: are they doing in obviously there won't be crowds do we know if like there's a green room or anything or is it all virtual
1: I think I I heard it was all virtual.
0: I figured it was. I just, especially now, um, I could see Lamelo if the Bulls got him. I personally have a theory that Anthony Davis opted out of playing with LeBron James to go to Chicago. That's that's what I think is going to happen. Chicago got a new GM who's supposed to be a players guy. So, um, AD back to Chicago. You draft Lamelo Ball. You got Zach Levine there, or the Bulls back? Probably not. They'd probably find a way to fuck it up. But um, yeah, so I you know you can pretty much guarantee the Hawks, the Atlanta Hawks, probably go small forward. Like they probably draft three or four of them, small forward slash power
2: forwards. They're taking um, the core of <laughs> the kid out of Auburn. No doubt about it.
0: Home. To, so basically, just another Josh Smith is basically who that kid is. So McKeatron product, can't shoot for shit, dunks, and uh, ends up in Atlanta in probably eight, nine years is out of the league because he can't figure out that he can't shoot
2: three-pointers. Hopefully he doesn't just start jacking them up like Josh (laughs) Smith did. I don't feel like I watched, I mean, we all saw, a lot of Auburn the last two years because they've been pretty decent. And I don't think Okoro is going to end up like Josh Smith, but you never know. Some of these guys get into the league and they decide they want to just shoot the ball and not do what got them to the league because he's a very good uh, defender. I think he's a pretty good slasher, rebounder, and he's a good defender. So if he sticks to that, I mean, it seems like, do I think he's going to be Carl Malone? (laughs) from like a scoring perspective no but do i think he can stick in the league and be a you know i don't know 15 8 and 6 or something like that yeah i think so if he if if he can if he plays to his strengths and doesn't try to become something he's not has
0: anybody ever read the dark story of carl malone like, oh he was a piece of shit <laughs> the history of carl malone where he's just really a piece of trash <laughs> you want to
1: talk about this too huh i thought we did i thought we did this in one of the early episodes maybe not maybe it was just me and you i don't think we it. have
0: no uh, just how carl malone sucks <laughs> um yeah so that's it i think what we've all figured out is we don't, neither of us really know a whole lot about what's going to happen tonight or tomorrow night on the NBA draft. Um, you, you, you got what, three or four guys who everybody knows who they are. Wiseman played what, three games or something? I at say, Memphis. When was the
1: last time you saw him play?
0: Yeah, he played three games at Memphis for Penny Hardaway's team that's undoubtedly going to have sanctions within the next couple of years. Like, I, I don't know how that works out. You have a dude – and I'm a Penny Hardaway guy, but how do you go from booster to head coach? Like, I, I don't know how that gets by the NCAA. So, I, I'm sure that that will get turned over.
1: Um, no. Yeah, I think Lamello, somebody just get, um – Didn't somebody just get some sanctions uh, yesterday? I thought some sanctions came in yesterday, football, or was it basketball? I don't know. I wanted to talk about it, and I forgot to look it up. But um, LSU, LSU, LSU yeah,
2: self-imposed did. sanctions about a week ago.
1: Um, But I saw – Some new stuff came out yesterday, though, about it, I think, too. Uh, like some Baylor-type stuff
0: mm-hmm. came yeah. out
2: on them. Coach O, Coach o overlooking some assault uh, – not it's, charges, but accusations.
0: That's bad news to me. Like, that's just unforgivable. <laughs> you know, I, I don't think Baylor got the punishment they deserved when all that stuff happened. I mean, so if, if that stuff comes out to be true, where you, you're we're putting football, you know, and, and I'm obviously a football fan, but if we're putting that over safety and – you know, just being respectful of women and that's psycho to me. So
1: I don't know how that ends. That's kind of a dark topic should, to touch we on. Do, but. We should do a draft of the most honorable coaches in sports. Like the non doucheest cause if if it's if it's really coach O, like, is there not anything like didn't you think that he might not be a scumbag? Like I, I did, like, I thought I yeah, thought Coach O was a good, good dude. Yeah, maybe a little old school for today's athletes. Maybe a maybe he, you know, oh, maybe he might be too hard on them. But too you didn't think he rules. would be like a scumbag, like in that sense where he, where they're kind of going with this stuff now. I always said one of my favorite guys is is my old U of I coach that, um, you know, got run out of town and has been kind of. Mulling around in Kansas State, but Bruce Weber, I always thought wasn't scummy enough to be an elite basketball coach, but can coach and is really like genuinely looks like he's concerned about the kids that that he coaches and that he wants to help them become better human beings. <laughs> and, like, and that got him nowhere. If he would have won that title game against North Carolina, then he might have had another ten years. But really, like at U of I, but like. Really, he just wasn't—he wasn't scummy enough. And there's, there's some out there that you're like, man, if that dude was a little scummier, he'd be really—he'd be a, you know, a really good coach because he doesn't—he's not dirty enough, and that's kind of sad. No, I definitely didn't think uh, Coach O was
0: a Art Briles type
2: scumbag. So,
0: so coach, uh, we'll see. He, he might
2: not be the scummiest coach at LSU. I mean, Wade is just a snake. Oh, <laughs> that dude is just a, a real piece of work.
0: Yeah, um, he's he was at UTC for a while. Wasn't he?
2: That's where he came from, right? Tennessee, Chattanooga. I'm not sure. I'd have to look I it think up. But he that did. guy, that guy rolled up on campus and just started doing the legal shit yeah. ASAP.
0: <laughs> and then all of a sudden, Ben Simmons turns
2: up on campus.
0: Like all of a sudden, LSU is the number one recruiting class in the nation when this little guy from UTC shows up, he was the one, but he's still coaching, right? Oh yeah. Like he, he just completely eludes all sanctions. like they have him on tape, I think in the
1: FBI investigations, like, (laughs) yeah, pay me money. (laughs) How How about maybe like a draft of the people, the scummiest coaches that never get caught. Like, how about like a Mick Cronin or something? Like there's some scumbags <laughs> out there that never get caught. Like I mean, Calipari, like got caught kind of, and you're like, but now you're like, I don't feel like he has to get involved that involved in it to be like he doesn't. He concentrates on his his you know his sweet offense that he runs the whatever the hell he calls it or whatever. It's like a gimmick offense, but he basically doesn't even have to be scummy anymore. Like there was people that you were like, wow, that person just got sucked into a scummy culture. Like Thad Mata didn't he get in trouble at Ohio State? And I was like, Thad Mata looks like he's never cheated on, you know, like a question on an algebra exam in his life. And somehow but you go to Ohio State and there it's the scummy it's one of the scummiest you know, booster club, booster settings that you'll ever be around.
0: That's because that bum LeBron's involved. Yeah,
1: LeBron, yeah. Trying to get some people to Ohio State, one of his 14,000 favorite teams. Who but, do you,
0: he claims somebody as his favorite. Oh, DeAndre Hopkins. After DeAndre Hopkins made that catch Sunday, LeBron claimed it. <laughs> well, <laughs> my boy.
2: Two weeks ago, D.K. Metcalf was baby LeBron, but D.K. didn't do anything this week, so now DeAndre Hopkins is the guy.
0: Do you ever think LeBron's actual kids get jealous of all the people he claims as his kid's? <laughs> like, like baby LeBron and you'd ever think Bron he's like no daddy I'm supposed to be baby LeBron
1: <laughs> Quit calling all these mediocre to... <laughs> receivers baby LeBron <laughs> I, want, I want to be somebody that claim <laughs> I want him <laughs> to claim some some random person's like YouTube video and that's, that's a boy and then some <laughs> somebody go to like a actual like court and say hey I think he's my dad can I get a <laughs> fortune
2: <laughs> also Fuck LeBron. If they did a, like, physical decathlon or a physical, like, fitness test, DK Metcalf versus LeBron, DK Metcalf might um, beat him. Yeah. So why is he got to be baby LeBron? Unless he it's
0: just... a lateral movement. Yeah. <laughs> DK's not great laterally. <laughs> um, but how Anthony Davis – or do you think people are ignoring the fact that Anthony Davis didn't want to play with LeBron?
1: I think it's definitely starting. It started stirring, you know, was it NBA finals that it started stirring, or before that? And you could kind of tell that I, I love to see on the podium, the interaction with the trophies and stuff too. Mm -hmm. um you know like who's who's holding the trophies like lebron already has three Anthony davis is first was he gonna let him hold it like that's there's some weird things like body movement type of stuff and freudian stuff that i look for and i definitely think that it's on to something and then i wasn't prepared for him to opt out but look lebron doesn't seem like he's going away i don't think he's retiring until he's he wants to get to six right so he's gonna yeah. stick around forever. I mean, he's old now, right? Like, I think he wants to
0: play with Bronny. I think that's why he's sticking around. He's I mean, gonna he, try he, to get the Lakers start. to draft him.
2: He's our age, uh Jeff. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's 30. Same age as Stu and I, yeah. So I mean he's getting up their basketball years, but that dude'll stick around till he's like 40, 40, 42, 45. I just don't think it should go unmentioned that yet another superstar
0: does not want to play with LeBron James (laughs) at some point you, you figure the talking heads would point that out. Like the guy just runs talent off as much as he sucks it in. Like he gets them for one year and then they're probably like, well, this guy fucking stinks. Like he's trying to, he's trying to make me his son. Trying to make me a baby Bron. Speaking of
2: babies, what's up? <laughs> Benny Babs. Baby Ben. <laughs> well, we'll see. He may have just been opting out because LeBron said, hey, man, get your money, opt out, and then you know they're going to re-sign you. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. I wouldn't be shocked either way. I wouldn't be shocked to be re-signed with the Lakers. I wouldn't be shocked if he went somewhere else.
0: I think I think Chicago's
2: a player in it. He should, one, he should just keep doing one. He should just keep doing one-year deals, <laughs>
0: like basically like an NBA-style <laughs> franchise tag. He's just giving it to himself. He just it.
2: does one one year,
0: forty million every yeah. year, <laughs> and, and just gets, uh, continues to get paid. James Harden turned down fifty million from the Rockets. I saw to possibly go to Brooklyn. Because, like, they have enough basketballs for that team to, to be successful. What is
2: that going to look like? <laughs> That's what gonna is be that going to look like?
1: I don't know. They, what they – they said that Chris Paul signing with the, you know, Suns or whatever, that was going to be big news or was it trade. But James Harden and – it's the same thing. Like, these these people, they, they make their bed and then they don't want to sleep in it. And it was – it's – it's been going on since the whole since the decision. I mean, well, did it really go on before the decision? I think that was the start of it, right? The decision was the start of the big three and making your your you can be a player is their own GM. You know, like they don't have to abide we'll just by bully any contracts. You and they bully everybody into everything, and then they don't like it two years later because mm-hmm. duh, there wasn't enough basketballs for. James Harden and Westbrook. There wasn't enough basketballs for them to exist. The first go around when they were young, and Harden wasn't even a it was when he had to be the sixth, yeah, <laughs> the sixth man. Yeah, man, and there wasn't enough basketball. So how would there be enough basketballs now? I don't know. I think
0: it's it's like surprise, surprise. We're all egomaniacs. <laughs> like, like go back to the days where there were one or two good players on every team. There was a a Batman and Robin basically on every team,
1: and. Have some
0: battles.
1: NBA you know? Jam. There was NBA yes. Jam on every team. There was a reason why they made it. NBA Jam was two players. Those Nets games are going game. to be
2: like those Nets games are going to be like going to Rucker Park if they get oh, hard. Horrible. It's just. <laughs> it's gonna be a bunch of guys playing ice though
0: <laughs> it'll be absolutely disgusting to watch bunch of guys running around doing this
1: <laughs> maybe they should take the roof off of they should just make it into rucker park if they if he does go there like well if, re- if you don't have fans re- in the, the stands it's crazy anyways right like why can't you just make it into rucker park like Little, if you don't
0: have fans in the stands, yeah. just go play in the
1: park. <laughs> yeah, put a fence up around the, the court. I'd love it. That'd be that would also
2: be – it would be a built-in advantage for them because you'd have – they'd know how to shoot with some wind wind problems. <laughs> the other teams would be coming in there missing all kind of shots. Hell, while you're at it, put some of those rims on it with the chains and the double, the double, the double things. Make it a big home court advantage. The double and, rim
1: that nobody can shoot on. You, and, <laughs> and Kyrie, or Kyrie can go change into Grandpa, whatever. Uncle Drew. Uncle Drew at halftime <laughs> if things aren't going well. Let's make a sideshow. All the trotters.
0: Kyrie might be on on par with LeBron James as far as disdain for me. I that guy you hate him. He's just tough to stomach but he he's a cry baby he what he's flat earth guy <laughs> like that it's just nobody or we're not a pro flat earth podcast are we the no but we're, you have way to way too much
1: time on your hands you go you know way too much about these guys no they talk about reason,
0: it on the you know
1: rob you knew it, i you knew Flat Earth guy, right? Like, I
2: knew, I knew it was a flat Earth. That's
0: a known thing that Kyrie's a flat Earth guy, and it also tells me that that's probably <laughs> the reason he left Duke. And see, now I'm just on a rampage talking about scumbags who never get caught. That Coach K is one of them. Oh God, <laughs> that guy. <laughs> hey man,
2: he's at a he's got a perfect setup. He's at a private school. They can't look at the books, and he he's another one too, where he. He knows what's going on, but he doesn't have to worry about it because of what he's built. So he he's... fucking
0: creeps me out <laughs> like, with that just stone cold face where he never smiles or anything. But it's just that guy. He knows where the bodies are buried. There's
1: there's no doubt about he's like it. A rat. He acts like a rat. Yeah. He sucks. <laughs> I, he's one of those few people that Chicagoans don't claim as their own because
2: he grew up in Chicago mm-hmm. and they don't. The best nobody claims him the best is when he gets on a losing streak and then he has like a back flare up and oh yeah
0: when, a, <laughs> he takes an injury
2: he, he misses a few games and then they they figure it out and then he comes back and then they start winning again
0: well when they when he comes back against high point university to get that easy w Now, like like cal He's a scummy dude, but like he's like a used cars salesman scummy. Like, you know what you're getting with. Yeah. You know, yeah. When you, you're he's like, transparent. Yeah. This guy, he, he's he's a scumbag and he knows it. Coach K is like a
1: dude who has no fucking windows on his house. Like that kind of guy. He's just creepy. I, I think that the Coach Cal thing, it took a while for everybody to see it. Like the UMass thing, maybe that people were upset, the Canby thing or whatever. But by the time he got to Memphis, I was, I was like, Oh, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody took Derek Rose's ACT. What do you think? You know, like, like I love everything, how scummy coach K, or coach Cal is because he's like, he fits a stereotype of the used car salesman that is can recruit and coaches like gimmick offenses that he writes that, you know, like that we used to, to draw up, you know, on a playground in like fourth grade. Like, I don't think – but he's gotten better at coaching. I, I feel like he's a better coach than he used to be. He's but, a
0: communicator.
1: Yeah, he's a communicator. But, yeah, he is a facilitator. But, but basically, the, uh, the people I hate are, like, Coach K, like – Jim Calhoun always seemed like uh, scummy, scumbag. like scumbag, <laughs> you know, at the end of the day, but he never got a sneaky scumbag. Like I'd rather be a full blown scumbag. Like Bob Huggins. Love it. <laughs> love, love everything about Bob Huggins. Cause he's a scumbag and he doesn't care that he's he a just scumbag. owns it. He owns it. Yeah. He probably punches his
0: players in the face. Yeah. Like he wouldn't be in the situation that Greg Marshall is in because he no. didn't try to hide it. No. Like he'd be like, yeah, yeah punched him in the face. He he wouldn't run
1: hard. That's a great one. I <laughs> forgot we, we needed to dive into that. What <laughs> the fuck? Was that dude's wife? Did you
2: hire <laughs> Bayheim, to... also a scumbag? Yeah, that yeah known scumbag. It.
0: Um, I think this this might be a great draft just scumbag coach draft should <laughs> we have this this scumbag coach draft what I got there's just a ton of them Steve yeah. Lavin, Steve, they, Lavin yeah. Steve Lavin was a scumbag there's
1: just a ton of them you've offered for different actually Steve Lavin wasn't a, you think Levin was a scumbag but I don't think he was as big a scumbag as you thought no alford i don't think he's a scumbag i just think he's a prickly douche no no no, he's a (laughs) scumbag he he did the same thing that that we're talking about coach o he had uh, oh i didn't know that was was happening when he was in iowa yeah there was there was rapes that were covered up and stuff i'd like to absolve my comment on steve alford
0: um not a steve alford Alford. supporting podcast (laughs) roy
2: williams Roy yeah, Williams scumbag. is a scumbag. He's like the southern, he's like the southern like door-to-door Bible salesman scumbag.
0: He's like Kevin Spacey from House of
2: Cards type scumbag.
1: <laughs> I mean, oh, I mean, awkward he, silence
0: on the Kevin He's seen.
1: I kind of think a scumbag. Like, what do you think about Bill Self? Is Bill Self a scumbag, or is Bill Self like Coach Cal, where he's just he does because I don't think he can really coach but he's got that Southern draw and he can, you know, talk to people. He can communicate. I don't know
2: where I stand on Bill Self. Um, I think he's kind of like Cal too. He's not as, I don't think he's as flamboyant as Cal. And I think that's just because of who each person is with Cal being like, you know, being Italian and mm -hmm. having that kind of flamboyant personality. But Bill Self is kind of like that too. Like Bill Self's, just kind of puts it out there sometimes it doesn't give a shit says whatever he wants so i think they're a little similar
0: uh, i think i don't hate Bill so. out there i'll tell you one that gets me a shock of smart i don't trust that guy either he like just a, like a guy who's gonna sell you a watch you know on the street corner that's that's a shock of smart type guy to me uh, um
1: Patino? See, it now Patino, I felt like... Patino's oh, like the king of scumbags. I know, but, but Patino was a Cal, a coach cow. Like, I feel like people were upset with him, and they're like, why? You knew he was a fucking scumbag. <laughs> You're <laughs> what it, what is, Shame on you for not knowing that he was a total fucking scumbag. Like, I don't feel like he was hiding it. I think they just... People, it's, it's revisionist history. It's people they see what they want to see and i never felt like rick patino wasn't was a good dude but when they said these things i was like yeah they just, it's now that you can now it comes out like think about all the people that did that were scumbags that didn't the internet wasn't around and <laughs> cell phone cameras and whatever else like what about dude? Uh, dude from Iowa State. <laughs> was it Larry Eustacey? Who was the guy that used yes. to, yeah. <laughs> just go to go to frat parties and try and pick up? Yeah, oh, like, just get smashed. <laughs> Larry
2: Eustacey playing beer pong at Iowa State. <laughs> in, in the uh, early two thousands. <laughs> Larry
1: Eustacey's original Lane Kiffin. <laughs> like, yeah, like I, but I wasn't mad at that. I was just like, whoa, yeah, look at that dude. Yeah. You know, he's trying to get. You know, yeah, guys, just trying to be one football. of the blue ones, Yeah,
2: just how hard to- would it be to be a young, high, uh, young, successful college coach at one of these places that's single? I mean, it would be impossible, <laughs> there's nothing to do there, there's only the university, right? It's a college set to at home. Yeah. Whatever bar you, you go
0: to is a college bar.
2: <laughs> I can promise you, I would have got into trouble if I would have been an early 30s coach single in like. Athens or Tuscaloosa or something like that. I'd be gone. There'd be there'd already be books written about me. What you're saying
0: is the Lane train is just a product of his environment.
1: You you can't can't be mad at that guy. I I wasn't. How about that clipboard? There was another one. There was another one. (laughs) Lane, Lane Kiffin's not a scumbag. Lane Kiffin is who he is. Mike Leach is is who he is. Like those are people that you can tell. You know. Now Mike Gundy, I don't know. Like. If if Mike Gundy's dirty, would I, would it bother me? I don't know. If he did scummy things, I kind of like that. No, 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 I don't think it would bother me. What kills me,
0: Mike Gundy, is Dalton from Roadhouse. No. <laughs> what kills Gundy me,
2: is, and Jeff, you kind of mentioned it. What kills me is when the stuff does come out. The pe- these people act so shocked. Right. It's like how? Are, where'd you? what rock have you been under like this is <laughs> good yeah. this goes on
1: Whether yeah
2: and if you've been or... in
0: these college towns like you've seen it firsthand like it a lot of times you can just stumble upon it if you walked into a college bar in oxford or wherever and you're like yeah or in iowa state and there, there's old larry again <laughs> yeah, <know>? yeah. <laughs> but just of my keep favorite. it quiet
1: One hey of my coach favorite. you
2: got a partner for the next game? I'm <laughs> <Yeah. in. laughs>
1: So a couple of my favorites is, I mean, this would be the, the most draft prep. I, I I might have to cram like I was in college, like for this, this draft. But one of the best things I ever saw was, was it Billy Gillespie at Kentucky? Got a DUI F but like got a DUI in Lexington. Because they sucked, <laughs> you know, like, yeah. They the cop did you guys a favor. You guys wanted He's to, to get oh, him yeah. out of there. Yeah, he he violated some term in his contract, so the cops the one that you should you you would have had to pay him thirty million dollars to get out of his contract. Instead, one cop just gave him a DUI, which he could have gotten every day because he was probably doing the same thing every day. But yeah, the other one is Tony Larusa has got two DUIs, <laughs> one in Florida, you one in Florida, and then once in Arizona. It's like Yeah, and apparently in arizona he he flashed his ring he's a hall of famer brother and in uh in florida (laughs) he fell asleep at a stoplight i remember and it was during training or during during uh um spring training training. but it's like yeah because in st louis he probably (laughs) did the same thing every night they <laughs> drove them home propped tony
0: up on the yeah, wall <laughs> right.
1: the guys winning world series in st louis they're going to cover it up and it was before the internet you know like before the cell phone camera and stuff and yeah those are total like where you're like oh tony Roos
2: is a scumbag you think Nah, Duh. you are a moron then- did not know that The Gillespie had to be a setup. He left his normal bar that he would go to, and the the bartender or the owner of the bar called the police station and was like, hey, Gillespie just left. He's in the streets. He's (laughs) on his way home. And then there was just a cop sitting there. Gillespie's on
1: his way home. Go get him.
2: There's a cop waiting just to tail him as soon as he passes, you know, going towards his house, and they just flip the lights on. It's like, see ya.
0: Oh, that's definitely a setup because – I mean, if you're a good enough coach, look what they were willing to do for Patino in Louisville. Watch the door, boys. I'm <laughs> going in. Like, like, what, what are we doing? No, but Tony La Russa, that that recent one's epic. I'm legit,
2: brother. I'm a Hall of Fame baseball person. <laughs> when, when he got that second DUI and down in Florida, I was working down there. So that's when I was down there. Jeff, I did an internship for the – Marlins and Cardinals they they share that spring training facility down in Jupiter. Mm. And that was right as the Cardinals had reported for spring training. He got that DUI. so it was it was big news down there that he he fell asleep at the light. <laughs> it was just sitting there as it kept turning.
0: He just he he wasn't as cool as Ugla and Hanley. Remember, we went down uh, there to see him and Ugla Dan Ugla and Hanley Ramirez. The bar we went to was probably, 75 fucking feet from the front of the stadium and dan ugla and hanley ramirez would get a fucking limo to, to go that far like you could literally hit it with a baseball
2: like a regular person
0: could throw a baseball
2: dan ugla was awesome he was cool man you could go up to him and talk to him he would talk to you he'd, he'd rip a shot with you he was awesome he would just sit outside um, on the patio and rip cigs and, and do shots cigs. and hang out
0: my favorite cool. dan ugla is when we went to the we used to go to the ivy and that fucking guy would be i gotta be careful because his family's in nashville his wife or his sister almost sold me a house but um, no um he would be at the Ivy before the fucking game would end. <laughs> like Him and Tommy Hansen. It'd be the eighth inning, and those
1: bastards would be at the bar <laughs> if so, Tommy Hansen wasn't throwing. So they used to have somebody to go get Kyle Farn- Farnsworth back in the day. My buddy lived um, downstairs from him. He lived directly above him. And Kyle Farnsworth in his 20s was just wrecking batters and wrecking, <laughs> like, you know young ladies in lakeview in wrigleyville and so my buddy would used to tell the story and they i never hung out with them but they used people said they used to always you know he he'd come in after the bars and they'd have a they'd have a game a day game and he would come in at 2 33 in the morning just like <laughs> on his buddy because he needed a beer or something and but they would have somebody there to come pick him up at like nine in the morning from the cubs and I remember another time getting, like, a parallel story to what you're talking about, about Ugla, was I'm going. I'm at a day game, and I go over to, like, High Tops, somewhere out of, you know, out of the, the stadium, but right across the street. And literally, Mark DeRosa, the, the second baseman for the Cubs, in, like, this, is like, 2007 or whatever, 2005, 2007, and he's already – just belly up I'm like what I'm like I don't even I thought I left early I thought I left the game like in the ninth inning and you are already belly up so you they're out there but it used to be celebrated now it's Mm poo-pooed like people used to be like oh yeah the the Bears used to run to you know Rush (laughs) Street back in the 60s Mm -hmm. but yeah I've had definitely some Uh, run-ins I remember running around with uh, a Blackhawk Young Blackhawk. After I can't even remember who it was. After they won the first cup, and he wasn't too good with the ladies. And I was just like, dude, all you have to do is say I'm a Blackhawk. <laughs>
2: That's
1: right. So I was going around introducing him to people, just as, hey, this guy plays for Blackhawks. <laughs> you know, like I'm
2: with him. <laughs> yeah, I'm with him. Get some residual kills out of it. Didn't it's that. gotta be. It's got to be an all-time – it had to be an all-time shitty situation to play for the Cubs when they used to play a ton of day games and you were on the Cubs and you, you're you in Chicago, one of the best cities in the, in America to go out in. But also, then you have day, day games the next day. <laughs> it,
0: that's a Chicago, it's like it never stops. Great day drinking city, great night drinking city. So, I, I mean, Chicago, it, it would have to be tough to be like the man. Or just a regular professional athlete. (laughs) I mean, it's it's around every corner up there. So um, I think we're about out of time, boys. We ran. (laughs) We got off on some rabbit trails. But um, anybody got
1: any quick picks they want to throw up for the weekend? I actually was trying to think about it. Didn't Florida did well. I had Florida, and I believe Rob did too. I think he had the over two. the over crushed it um i don't know this weekend what to get into but i remember that you know we have basically more cancellations more um they did say that the ncaa basketball tournament is going to be in a bubble in indianapolis i just don't understand how this is going to work out um There's what we're going to have to bleed in. I think they should just bleed into January. I don't know if it's going to be any better. I don't know if people are going to get vaccines. I don't know if they're going to say, hey, you get a vaccine because you're a college football player. But I don't see that this is going to be the weirdest. I think the, 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 you know, the football playoff uh, rankings come out, I believe, the Tuesday after Thanksgiving, possibly. And what do you – like, it just doesn't make sense. One team's going to play four – have played four games and another one's going to play nine games. How can you rank those and make any semblance of order out of that? And I just don't – they just canceled the Texas A&M game. I mean, Texas A&M has an outside shot at backdooring it into the college football playoff, not playing an SEC championship game and getting in some dominoes fall or whatever. But now they have to make up another game. So it's just – it doesn't – I don't know what they're going to do, but – I'm just going to keep hoping because I'm kind of into this college football season for once
2: in a while. The SEC has got some room, but they're running out of room. I think the Mm -hmm. SEC championship right now is scheduled to be December 19th. So I think they have a little room to back up to it. But some of these teams are running out of, running out of room. And and SEC and ACC were the two best case scenarios because they started on time. Big 10 and Pac-12 are just, really just doomed. They have no room to, to maneuver. And it, I mean, yeah, what if Ohio state only plays four games and they crush everybody and you, you got to say, well, they probably are one of the best teams in the nation, but they only played four games. Florida played 10 games and they went nine and one or not or whatever. They might have two, lo- two losses. So eight and two, if they lose in the SEC championship, how do you keep them out when they they've got to double the body of work? So, I don't know. I like um, just looking at it quickly, and this will probably go up, so I'm probably going to take this now. Cincinnati UCF, the the total is 62 and a half. I think that goes over for sure. And I like the under in the Alabama-Kentucky game. It's 58. I just don't – we know what Kentucky is. They're just going to try to run the ball, control it. Alabama will put their points up but I don't I don't think Kentucky contributes enough and I don't think Alabama gets enough possessions for, for them to get over that total that's just quickly what I saw this morning all right um
0: yeah so yeah that's us for the week uh, village
1: idiot podcast check us out dot com. um we I got, might. I got one action the the under in the northern illinois game cuz they are terrible they cannot <laughs>
0: so yeah that's basically any team out of illinois just
1: take unders Gosh. illinois unders that should be the u of i football would well, they They beat rutgers but <laughs> yeah. 1710 was- northwestern you said you had the over or the under rob that you're waiting no
2: on. we had the under it so yeah the rutgers they came in yeah barely northwestern. the, the- the Rutgers Illinois game was actually so we did five games and I we each like throw out ideas and then we decide together which ones you want to use, and the Illinois Rutgers was was my choice. But we had the under in that game, See? and then the under in the Purdue Northwestern game was wild. We had two and a half points left with eight minutes left in the fourth quarter, and they didn't go over. We got extremely lucky. We were sweating it out. <laughs>
1: But there you go. They're all Illinois teams unders. That- the Village
0: Idiot Illinois Unders parlay is <laughs> is <laughs> a
1: mortal lock. So hammer it. We got some going yeah. in some of these these situations. Hammer. Hammer the Village Idiot I'm, Illinois I'm, under.
0: <laughs> yeah. If you pick a team from Illinois, go under. So yeah, that's the Village Idiot Podcast for the week. Uh y'all have a good week. See ya. See yeah. ya.